Welcome to Orla's Happy Hormones Podcast. I'm Orla, your resident tree-hugging, lemon-sucking, garlic-crushing hippie. Talking all things female health and wellness. I hope you enjoy. Hey, and welcome to episode 63 of Orla's Happy Hormones Podcast. And this week I am delving into more of the mindfulness side of things. I don't think I've done one of these in a while. And I love doing these ones. I really do. Um, I find they're quite cathartic for myself. I, I've i always said that if any of my experiences can help other people, then I'm more than happy to talk about them. But while I do talk about them, I get little reminders of, wow, I actually did that. Or wow, I came that far. Ooh, forgot about that one. And so I do like to go into the personal side of things. It's a little selfish at times, maybe. <laughs> it helps me. It helps me when I have to write my notes for when I'm doing the podcast. I realise the little things. Yeah, the little things, but the lots of little things that I've done to help bring me to where I am. So this week I'm talking about the five ways to cultivate joy and happiness. And the reason being for that is because of COVID, to be honest. Um, during COVID, like one once COVID hit, I went into overdrive. And but simply because I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified of my business falling apart because I love my job. I love what I do. I love helping people in whatever way I can and with Covid it, it it brought a massive unknown of what what is the future life for me what's going to happen and with that I threw myself into work too much and <laughs> Even while throwing myself into work, I and I've spoken about this on a few podcasts before. Don't ask me which ones right now because I can't think of which ones. But throughout COVID, I had a roller coaster of emotional work and inner child work and things happening that were so strange and triggering. And it wasn't just one or two things. It was every week there would be three or four massive things that would come up. And I'd have to face. And a lot of the time I wanted to run from. And a lot of the time I did run from. A lot of the time I ran to the bottle. It's like I went straight to the shop and got a bottle of wine. And was like, I'm not dealing with this right now. No, thank you. I'm going to hide under my quilt. Have a glass of wine. And just not think about it. Because there's no point in me sitting here on my high horse saying not to run from your emotions when I am the queen of doing it because emotions are fucking hard excuse my French I'm sorry I know I shouldn't curse but they are emotions are tough and when you're going through a shitstorm of different things happening like four or five massive things happening per week it gets to the point where you're like do you know what I just need a friggin break from this so I did that I ran 
but then I always came back and went into it a bit further. I'll possibly talk about it on another podcast because that's things that came up for me throughout COVID were were huge and I got life-altering realizations from them and also closures that I never thought I needed closures from and I was also pushed into areas that I really had to look at and these were areas I did not want to look at what I always thought was anger which I've spoken about before is one of my issues is not having a healthy relationship with anger that I tend to internalise when it turns out it was actually fear and I figured all that out and it again that has changed how I look at life completely which I'm very grateful for because now I know I know the things that I need to do I know the areas that I'm actually struggling in and you can't fix something when you don't know what it is when you don't know the root cause well I found the root cause but anyway I'm going off on a tangent as I always do you're used to me at this stage I'm sure so this week I'm talking about cultivating joy and happiness because I was working so hard on my job and then I was also working through all the emotional aspects of life and the inner child work and then I wasn't taking care of my body because I was running and numbing and I wasn't eating well, I wasn't exercising. So I was burning the candle at both ends and a couple of weeks ago I hit a wall. Oh, I hit a brick wall and I was floored and I completely went into burnout and my poor adrenal glands are screaming at me and my poor thyroid is screaming at me because my entire body is shaking now over the last couple of weeks because I've gotten myself back on track the tremor isn't as bad but I still look like Bambi on ice when I'm trying to train in the gym it's ridiculous um a friend of mine used to always call me Bambi when I was in the gym because my entire body would shake and it wasn't from tension of of weightlifting it was just me shaking <laughs> but a couple of weeks ago I had to sit down and take stock and realise what were the things that I needed to do and what were the things that I w- wasn't doing so I did a list my list to bring joy and happiness into my life so I wrote down five things The first one was to practice gratitude. I started a gratitude journal. Oh, I, I've done gratitude journals on and off over the years, but I I started a, a real proper gratitude practice, um, I don't know, maybe possibly a year ago. And it really changed how I looked at life. And because of COVID, I got caught up with life, as we all did, the COVID life, or the Corona roller coaster, the COVID roller coaster. I do. There was a name for it. I can't think of it right now. Um. So yeah, practicing gratitude was a big thing that I had stopped actually doing. So I had to take stock again on that and start looking at the things that I have in my life, bringing awareness to the air to the things that you actually already have, instead of to the things that you don't have, is a game changer. 
instead of waking up every day and being in a state of fear of what I don't have or what I could lose or what's at risk in life with work or family or whatever I'm now again waking up and writing out a list of the things that I am truly grateful for and there are so many things and there's so many things that we forget about and in life for not just for me but for everyone and I think a lot of people have seen this throughout COVID is that it's the little things in life that we really miss it's friendships it's laughter dancing cuddles playing with our for me my nieces spending real proper quality time with people like these are the little things in life but the little things are the big things at the end of the day nobody gives a shit about what kind of car you drive what kind of clothes you're wearing what brands you have this is a conversation I had with a friend recently we were talking about clothes brands and being like what does it matter what label is on something and then I had to check myself and I was like to be honest though I, I need to call myself on this because there are a couple of brands that I buy that I spend money on but it's purely out of comfort my sports bras <laughs> my Calvin Klein sports bras and it's simply because I hate bras in general can't stand them and a lot of sports bras are actually still really uncomfortable but the Calvin Klein ones barely feel like they're on you they're super comfortable I'm not being sponsored by CK I'm just putting it out there also I'm queen of the itty bitty titty committee so I get away with Calvin Klein's because I don't need that much support (laughs) but we were talking about the big things and the little things or the little things being the big things and it's walking into a friend's house and it's giving them a hug or meeting a friend on the street and giving them a hug it's opening up to someone it's having someone fill a hot water bottle for you and bring it up to you in bed it's for me sitting down with my mum at night and watching Food Network because it's the only channel I watch (laughs) and just chatting it's those things that matter and it's those things that I had stopped acknowledging so every day now I'm back doing my gratitude practice looking at the little things because at the end of the day they are the big things so look at your life and look at what you do have because what we focus on grows there's that old Cherokee story of the two wolves one is love and one is anger the grandson asks his grandfather which one wins and the grandfather says the one that you feed So feed love and gratitude into your life. It will grow. The second thing that was on my list was to look after your body. Like I said, I was not looking after myself throughout COVID. I was burning the candle at both ends, 
because I was in a state of fear, chronic fear over life and what's going to happen with work, what's going to happen with me. One of the big things, and it's something that I've heard a lot from, a lot of from a lot of other women and men, but it was, it was predominantly women in their thirties like myself. It was like, we've just lost a year. We're single and we've lost a year. I was like, yeah, I know, I get it. But you know what? It's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't stress about it. And I know that's easier said than done. Because even the more I was listening to it from other people, the more it was actually getting into my own head. And I was like, oh my God, da, 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 I'm 33, blah, blah, blah. And I just had to cut that out. I had to cut that negative thinking out because it doesn't really matter. When you focus on, again, what you don't have, that's you're going to keep putting energy into that. But I realised that I wasn't taking care of my body. Like I said, the tremors. I wasn't eating well. I was living off... For a change, not pizza. Because that would usually be my go-to during stressful periods. I wasn't eating enough. And... I was eating bread again. Bread. Scrambled eggs. Pasta. Burgers just quick easy convenient food but not nutritious food because I had zero want to put effort into making food not that I had zero want it was I felt like I didn't have time because I kept trying to keep the business going that I let my own health fall to the wayside again am I ever going to learn my lesson I think so because I'm back on track now once I started looking after my body again so eating well eating all the colours of the rainbow again not drinking moving having exercise like proper exercise I've started I started back in the gym a couple of weeks ago now I haven't been able to do my proper full training but I'm starting to lean back into it a bit and for the first time in months I got that post gym what I call the post gymgasm where you you're kind of brain dead and you're just in this little lull of happiness and I got that back and I felt amazing and for me when I'm training properly I tend to put more effort into the likes of my food and my water intake and everything like that because it gives me an incentive but then as well I had to look at my supplements I'd stopped taking my supplements now not everybody should be on loads of supplements but for me I know that I need to be on certain ones to make sure that my health is kept above board because I don't absorb certain nutrients so I'm finally back taking all my supplements and it's one thing I find especially with women who are on any sort of hormonal contraception is that their mood can be very low and can fluctuate a lot this predominantly is down to two reasons. One, you're not absorbing your B vitamins correctly. And two, there's an issue with your gut. And that's where, what is it, 70? Yeah, 70% 70 of your serotonin is made within the gut. So for anyone who is on the pill or the coil or the chip, any hormonal contraception, I would highly recommend getting a really good probiotic for your gut and also a really good methyl B complex. So I would always use a 
what's it called BioCare for the Methyl B complex and Udo Super 8s for your probiotic these two things will actually really help when it comes to your mood it's not going to help overnight but give it two weeks and you will actually see an improvement you'll look back and be like oh wow I didn't realize how low I was or I didn't realize that I could think this clearly because that was me I'd gone into a complete brain fog all over again but once I started looking after myself making easy meals like bacon sweet potato bacon a four days worth of sweet potato in the oven and then just having it there at the side and having my bag of spinach and then my other veg and whatever my protein source is making life easier on myself quick and easy and throw it all together so look after your body you need certain vitamins and minerals for happiness especially your b vitamins your essential fatty acids your probiotics they're vital especially if you're on the pill so find out what it is that you need for you see where it is that you can tweak certain areas of your diet see if you can start incorporating movement exercise even just going for a walk out into the fresh air it's huge and water drink as much water as you possibly can and cut down on coffee because coffee is putting a strain on your adrenal glands which is only open those stress hormones which are never fun so that was my second thing to do look after my body my third thing my third excuse me my third thing was what sparks joy in my life now that was something that I had actually started looking into during COVID because I had gone, I was spiraling. I needed to focus on things that would keep me grounded. And for me, it was the sea swimming. And I say swimming, my little dip in the mornings. So my dips and they just make me feel so alive, especially on the wild mornings where the waves are big and it's raining and there's so much energy in the ocean and she just makes me feel so alive and I'm set up for the day and I'm in a state of exhilaration for the next hour afterwards. But even on the calm days, I'm really chilled out and I'm really happy. And then the people that I meet when I go swimming, we have this kind of Like a, a common ground. I've met so many people through swimming. People I've never met and from so many different backgrounds. And it really does make you realise what life is all about. Just meeting random people and having a conversation. Or meeting friends and having light-hearted conversations having deep and meaningful conversations so for me what sparks joy was or still is my sea swimming then dancing and music and my training and I'm finally back training and playing with my nieces and spending time with the people who I care the most about my family and friends If there's an area in your life where you feel that you're lacking, something that you know is going to make you happy, lean into it. Actively move yourself into an area that is going to bring you 
joy and happiness. What's stopping you from doing that? Fear? Fear of judgment? Fear of rejection? What? What is that? Find the things that make you happy. Get a pen and paper right now. Write down a list of things that put a smile on your face. And start doing them. The only person stopping you from not doing them is you. It's one mantra I keep saying to myself is, you're the one stopping yourself from this. And it's working. Now, not fully, not in all areas of life, but it is getting me there on a lot of places or in a lot of places. I'm making myself look at certain things. I'm making myself look at not letting myself be happy. And I think that's something for a lot of people is that we're afraid to be happy. Because what if that thing that makes us happy is taken away? But that's not the case. There are so many things in life that can make us happy. If you're afraid that whatever that thing is that makes you happy is going to be taken away, that's attachment. So it's learning to actually detach from ownership of something and just being in it, being in the moment in it. Just certain things that nobody can take away from you. Those little things in life, the likes of going for your walks, sea swimming, I'm just speaking for myself here, the sea swimming, dancing, music, training. Now, yes, technically they can be taken away. But the chances of it, now my training was taken away, but I learned to go in a different direction. I learned to find other things that can bring me joy. There's not just one thing in this life that's going to make you happy. It's a number of things. Find those little things that are the big things. And incorporate them into your life. The next thing I wrote down on my list was purpose. Find your purpose. What brings meaning to your life? Like I look back at my old jobs, my old nine to five jobs and oh my God, if I had to go back, they were soul destroying, especially I remember working in a call center and it was just people ringing and giving out and complaining and every day it was torture for me I, because I couldn't give them what they wanted because I wasn't allowed. I had to follow a script. I had to be, I, I was being told what to do and it was destroying me because I just wanted to give them what they wanted. Not to please them, but just to make life easier for them. Other jobs I had, they were fine, they were grand. I worked in an accountancy office. I, I really enjoyed that job. I enjoyed working with the people there, but uh, it wasn't... There was no passion in it for me. I worked in my family business. It was a printing company. Again, it was fine, but there was no passion in it for me. Like, to this day, one of my favorite smells is still to walk into a print shop and to smell the ink. 
and to hear the machines running. One of my goals is to get to Heidelberg in Germany and see if they'll let me in to see the massive printing presses. But it, it wasn't my passion. My passion from a very young age was to be in the healthcare line of work in some way, shape or form. And as much as I love my job right now, I do. I'm so grateful for my work. But I know I'm not done with the areas that I want to help people in. I know there's more ribbons to my to my bow that I need to add. That that will give me purpose. So that's what I'm looking into now as well. Is looking at the different areas that I can add on. And helping it in an even greater way. So for you, what is it in life? What is it that will give you a sense of purpose? Is it a job? Is it family? Is it friends? What are the hobbies that you love that you can actually monetize? Do you know? Like, can you sit down and make handcrafted cards or accessories or shoes or whatever it is? What? What's your talent? And can you make it into a purpose in life? If so, why not? Go for it. Me personally, I don't have any like talents like that. But I do think one of my talents is following the breadcrumbs, like I said. And that might sound big-headed, but anyway. I do think it's one of mine. And that's something I want to cultivate. I want to explore that even more and see how I can bring it into my life in a deeper meaning for other people. Because for me, that gives me such a sense of fulfillment and purpose. What is it that does that for you? Incorporate it into your life. And the fifth and final thing that I put down on my list was meaningful connections. Connections are the foundation of life. As human beings, we are hardwired for connection. We are hardwired to be with people. During COVID, oh, oh my God. That was, for me, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. I'm a touch person. I'm all about the touch. And this whole social distancing, it's still getting to me. And I understand, look, the science behind it all and all that. Look, I, I get it. But that doesn't take away from the innate need as a human to connect. And when that's taken away, when we become isolated, and for me, it, it's exactly how I felt. I felt isolated. It triggered a whole host of emotions for me and it triggered a lot of things from past experiences within the last few years and I found it really hard to cope with. That sense of loneliness and isolation And yeah, that is one of the reasons why I had my couple of glasses of wine every night. But if you look at the entire country, we all became functional alcoholics, I think, <laughs> to a degree. But that was basically the lack of connections. 
there's been so many studies done on addiction and the actual root cause, the source of addiction is lack of connection, lack of human connection, lack of a sense of belonging. Even talking about it right now, I'm here sitting in my bedroom recording this and I'm, I'm reaching for the pillow to, to hug onto the pillow because it's, it's an uncomfortable emotion. For me, loneliness is an uncomfortable emotion, but it's one that I have discovered is actually one of my core emotions that I have to work through. Not even work through, but fix. And there's an easy way to fix loneliness. And that's connecting with people. The thing is with isolation is that it can become addictive. Being alone can become addictive because you don't have to be a certain way. And that's what I found throughout lockdown was that I didn't have to be a certain way. I could just be me. I could be in my pajamas or work in my pajamas, go around in my dressing gown with my hood up, my glass of wine in hand <laughs> and just be like, yeah, whatever. Ignore the world. That's how it had become towards the end of it. Actually, not towards the end of it, more in the middle of it because I started coming out of it midway to the end of it when I started actually meeting people. It was when I started the sea swimming and I started meeting these people, the same people every day and learning all their backstories and learning all about their cultures talking to just random people, saying hello to strangers, sitting down with little old women and having conversations about the sea. It was amazing. Even on a level more closer to home, myself and my brother connected. We fought so bad through COVID. We, whew, I love my brother. I love him to death. But we trigger each other so bad we trigger all the ugly sides of each other and because I was being triggered in so many different areas and we were around each other a lot I kept look I was using was it mm, no I was about to say I was using them as my punching bag I wasn't using them as my punching bag that's something I used to do which isn't really nice but we used to do it to each other all the time. This was more of a fact of I was being triggered and I had so many emotions going on at once, I, I couldn't contain them. But we fought and fought and fought. And then, oh, a couple months ago, I think, not even, I don't know, time's going so fast. I had to open up to him about something that terrified me to my core terrified me to tell him certain things and I did and as soon as I had told him opened up to him about these things he became much more empathetic to why I was the way I was why my control issues were out of hand why my fear was out of hand why 
my anxiety was through the roof. Instead of him telling me to just get over it and deal with it, he actually could sit down and empathise with me as to why I was feeling the way I was feeling. And that's brought us so much closer, even now. The minute that I opened up to him about something was the minute we stopped fighting. And it was also the minute that our relationship grew somewhat deeper because I was no longer hiding anything from him. And we connected as brother and sister, yes. But I remember when I was talking to him, I remember saying to him, you cannot be the big brother and the hero. You cannot go out and be the hero because that will only cause more harm. And he had to look at himself and realise, yeah, I can't do whatever it is that I want to do. I need to respect the decisions of my baby sister, but she's still an adult. I'm 33 and I'm still his baby sister. I don't think it'll ever change. But we connected as two human beings and not just a brother and sister. That was massive. Life-changing, actually, for me. I'm very grateful for that. And then other connections. like For me, there is a handful of people that I am close with. I find it very hard to let people into my life. Very hard. And the people that I do have in my life are people that I trust immensely. They are people that I know I can just be me with and I can talk about all my hippie howling at the moon, past life regression, herbs, science, can dance and be silly and goofy with And they're my tribe. And I have my family. Who I'm so blessed to have. And that is ultimately what life is about. For humans is to have a tribe. To have those connections. We can have many different connections on many different levels. We can have many different friendships on many different levels. But find people that you can connect with and not be afraid to be yourself with. If you have people like that in your life and you miss them, reach out to them. There was a handful of people that I missed throughout COVID and I'm so happy lockdown is over. I get to see my extended family and I get to see my closest friends. And I get to connect. And even with work, with my Instagram Q&As, it's something that I love doing the Instagram Q&As because I get to connect with people on a basic human level. There are people who will text me and tell me their stories. And when I read them, there are times when I cry 
and then there are times when I laugh and we talk over and back. And I get just as much from that as I think they get from it. So reach out to people, connect, make those bonds, make those friendships. Connect with your family, with your partners, with your friends on a deeper level. Let them in, let them see you. I know for me, one of my biggest fears is to be seen. I know it's funny, yet I'm online. I get, I get the irony of that, I do. <laughs> but it is, one of my fears is being seen. Because I have a fear of being judged. But what I've come to realise is at the end, at the end of the day, nobody's judging me, only myself. So once I remind myself of that every day, I can actually connect on a deeper level. And that brings so much happiness. So that's this week's episode of World is Happy Hormones. I hope it helped in some way. It may have just helped myself. Like I said, these episodes are quite cathartic for me. But I hope it has connected with you in some way. So for now, happy weekend and happy hormones. <laughs>